Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry Howes of Sharky, Howes, and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky, Howes, and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning. Uh, thanks for attending our presentation today. I'm calling this one uh, Municipal Bonds and Boomers. But a quick look at the numbers here. The, uh, the prospects of the Fed raising rates have gone up significantly in the last couple of weeks. And those of you that would look at the rates here on the 13-week T-bill and LIBOR, it's already in the market. Uh, another 25 basis point increase could be this week is probably a no-brainer. Mortgages will squeeze up a little bit. 30-year will go up a little bit. The long end of the curve, as we say, will be subject to its impact and whether it cares or not whether the Fed is going to raise. And we'll look at a chart here in a minute. Uh, the oil didn't stay in the 50s. I don't think very many people thought it would. It dropped down actually low in the 48s last week given the huge stockpiles of oil. And the fact that about $53, at about $53 a barrel, there's a lot of wells in the United States that they can simply turn the valve on and start production. It's not just the United States, it's a lot of places. So uh, let's go on here. About raising rates, here's sort of a refresher for a lot of people. This is average hourly earnings. It has been creeping up pretty steadily since 2014. I don't think that is going to change. If inflation holds at 2%, having wage increases at two and a half, two and three quarters is pretty standard. The, uh, the other side of the coin here is this one. This is households and non-financial, meaning non-banks borrowing. Uh, it has slowed. The trend has slowed. The recovery borrowing from 2009 was quite robust and it's quite understanding, but it has slowed. Consumers are sort of spending and increasing their spending at about 3% a year. Well, before 2009, from 2000 to 2007, that pace was 12%. They're not spending nearly and acquiring the debt nearly at the same pace. A lot more conservative group. This is the government side. Uh, the marketable securities are in the blue, and that's the stuff that everybody buys. The non-marketable, you could just read, well, there's the Social Security Trust Fund and a few other things. But the federal government borrowing is also on a trend down, and we've talked about this a lot. The first major roll-off of a lot of the debt bought that were sold in 2009, starts in 2018. And it looks right now like the Fed is just gonna let that stuff roll off and not renew it. They're also gonna let a lot of the assets they bought for the recovery in 2009, all those mortgages, all the, the bad debt that AIG had and Bank of America had, they're going to let those mature and probably not reinvest that money. Well, it'll look good on the balance sheet. And here's where we are. The, uh, the hard to read orange is basically the Fed funds rate. 
the hard to read blue is basically unemployment and the really hard to read grayed out pastel blue green thing is basically the unemployment numbers. Uh, we are in a very highly accommodative state down here and we have been since 2009. That's how you get out of economic disasters. And right now we're at 50 basis points, not 25 like this chart says. And very likely this week we'll go to 75. Now if you're a neutral Federal Reserve, the Fed funds rate, which is the number we're talking about, and that's the charge that banks charge other banks to lend them money. A neutral Fed funds rate would be 4%, 200 basis points above inflation. And it's going to be a, a, a job to keep inflation at two. So there's actually a lot of room for the Fed to maneuver and to raise rates. I hear a lot of conversations about, well, we'll have three rate increases in 2017 and three more in 2018. Well, maybe. <laughs> but they're due. The, uh, the other side of the coin, I, I need to talk about municipal bonds here. I have a bunch of questions from people. State and local governments have not enjoyed robust growth in their revenues since 2008. Uh, a lot of the states were anticipating great increases in consumer spending. And as we know now, consumer spending has just not been great. Wage growth has not been great. Consumer spending is flat. Uh, so sales taxes is an important thing to local governments. And property taxes are very important to state governments. None of those have really gotten the growth that a lot of these states anticipated. Pieces of California have grown well. Pieces of Colorado have grown well. Pieces of Washington have grown well. The rest of the country, flat. Well, uh, it's part of the problem with where the municipal bond market is where it is today. It's doing okay. It's been very volatile, not particularly liquid. It doesn't surprise me that next week, in order to keep funding going, there's about $10 billion coming on online to be offered. California is most of it, Maryland and New York City. You can see wherever and whenever the infrastructure projects start, maybe in 2017, uh, it's not going to be fully federally funded. And there's not a lot of leeway in the municipal side. You're liable to see more toll roads than you've seen in the past. More on this later. Uh, the other side of the coin here is the deflation that is keeping the inflation numbers down uh, in goods. That's where sales taxes are generated. They're not doing well and it's not and it's showing up very much on local and state revenues. Services, they're inflating. Restaurants, professional services, have been inflating, that is the driver for inflation in the CPI. It's not uh, going to be a factor for state revenue any more than the federal fuel tax is having such a big factor. Mileage gets better, more and more electric cars. It has less of an impact. On the other side, and I want to talk about a group near and dear to my heart, baby boomers. Another Harris poll did another evaluation of baby boomers and how well they're prepared for retirement. There's really no new news here other than I'll summarize it. 
60% of the people polled, and it was a big poll, uh, have some retirement savings. The other 40% have none. Uh, boomers put down pretty popular, and this is basically the boomer group there in the brown. Uh, that's a generation. There's more millennials, those up to about 36, than there are boomers. Gen X, the real fun generation, uh, fewer of those. The silent generation, uh, that's sort of interim between boomers' parents and the GI generation. We are losing them. The issue here is we know that most boomers weren't particularly well prepared to retire. They lived in the transition between corporate and government pensions being the source for retirement and the surprising motive for things like 401ks and IRAs, meaning fund it yourself. Well, it's not too bad. Uh, Capita household net worth in the U.S. is doing fairly well. It's about 250000 and that's everybody. It's a fairly good number. It's been growing pretty well since 1959. Here's the actual retirement accounts. These are basically 401ks and IRAs. Typical person in the boomer generation, 103000 Not horrible, not poverty. Uh, it's been dropping a little bit since since the Great Recession in 2008, but it has grown significantly since the late 80s. I think the, uh, the message here is there's not going to be anything changed about this, but the prospect of a boomer who wants to supplement their Social Security from when they pick up their Social Security to when they no longer use Social Security, uh, they don't have a lot of assets to do that. And Social Security is not going to replace 60% of your pre-retirement income, which is Harris Poll's goal. That takes about a half a million dollars. Uh, and outside of the median, what happens is the account balance goes from 103 to nearly a million and significantly larger after that. Now, when people take their Social Security, uh, is an issue. You notice here that Basically, as early as possible, most people take their Social Security. It's kind of too bad from a financial standpoint, but if they're uncomfortable or feel that they need the money or aren't working or have no interest in working, maybe there's a motive. But uh, from age 62 to age 70, 70 and a half, I mean, there's an 8% increase in the benefit each year. And it's surprising how many people take advantage of that. The numbers for people to wait and to take up the Social Security at age 70 are just tiny. There at the end, of course, are the disability numbers, which have been growing. Uh, Social Security is not going away. Uh, you'll hear more and more about how the Social Security Trust Fund is running out of money, and oh, won't that take more debt to fill the trust fund? Well, no, the trust fund is really of no material value. Social Security is a cash flow item from the federal government, as is Medicare. Uh, right now it's about 73% of the total federal budget, those two, and growing. It is the singular purpose of a federal budget. Not interest, not debt repayment, not Medicaid, not defense. It's Social Security and Medicare. Uh, don't worry about these going away. 
This is uh, the other side of the coin, and this is where we'll wrap this up mostly for the millennials, uh, the dependency ratio. And that's what percentage of people who are still working who are, quote, supporting those that aren't. Uh, it's about 25% now. It'll probably peak at 38% around 2036. It's not a huge number. Uh, the further you go out, the better the supplemental retirement assets the people have. The end of the boomers, the beginning of the Gen Xers have a lot more money. So uh, here's kind of where we are. You're going to get a rate increase. Don't worry about it. If you get three this year, don't worry about it. Uh, everything else, we have more very important data coming towards the end of March and May. But for now, thanks for joining.